Good morning, everyone. I'm R. W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 19th of October, the 292nd day of this leap year of 2020. The weeks fall to the side like so many pages in a book as we steadily, relentlessly traipse onward through the 74 days remaining until 2021. Toward the end of last week, the number of confirmed COVID-19 cases worldwide was over 39 million, amounting to an increase of over 2.4 million cases since the week before. The number of confirmed cases in the United States near the end of this past week was about to cross a new threshold of over 8 million, an increase of over 300,000 cases since the week before. During that time, the American people received conflicting news reports about the health of their president, Donald Trump, and their first lady, Melania Trump, both of whom had tested positive for the novel coronavirus two weeks ago. Elsewhere on the planet, India maintains a solid second place worldwide this past week with 7.4 million confirmed cases. Brazil continues in third place worldwide with 5.2 million confirmed cases. Russia remains in fourth place, having approximately 1.4 million confirmed cases. Argentina and Colombia swapped places this past week, with Argentina now in fifth place, having approximately 1 million cases. Not far behind in, fifth, in, in sixth place, Colombia is just shy of a million confirmed cases. Spain is again in seventh place this past week, with over 930,000 confirmed cases since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. The number of deaths from COVID-19 globally by this past Friday was surging past 1.1 million. Total confirmed COVID-19 deaths in the United States near the end of this past week was 218,000, an increase again of at least 5,000 deaths from the previous week. In other words, nationwide, COVID-19 continues to kill, on average, at least 714 United States citizens per day. Important to note is that the United States has only about 4% of the world's population, but we have almost 21% of the world's confirmed COVID-19 cases. So we continue as the number one hotspot for coronavirus deaths on the planet, with Brazil again in second place, having over 153,000 deaths, India is again in third place, having nearly 113,000 deaths, and Mexico remains in fourth place with close to 86,000 deaths. Heavenward, this past weekend, we had 2020's closest and largest new moon, which is a prelude to 2020's farthest and smallest full moon, the second full moon of October, and thus a blue moon, occurring on Halloween. Meanwhile, early tomorrow morning, high in the south, a few hours before dawn, watch for the Orionid meteor showers after the waxing crescent moon has set. Allow yourself about 20 minutes for your eyes to become comfortable in night vision mode, adapting to the darkness, and then remember that the meteors will arrive in brief spurts or showers, followed by lulls of several minutes. This past weekend had anniversaries of a number of historic events, of Marie Antoinette's beheading in 1793, of John Brown's attack on Harper's Ferry in 1859, of Booker T. Washington's dining at the White House as a guest of President Teddy Roosevelt in 1901, of Margaret Sanger and her sister Ethel Byrne opening the first birth control clinic in Brooklyn, New York, and thus founding 
Planned Parenthood in 1916, of the beginning of the Cuban Missile Crisis in 1962, and of medalist Tommy Smith and John Carlos giving black power salutes on the podium at the Mexico City Olympic Games in 1968. Also this past weekend, more than a few Americans wondered whether the word justice still held any of its traditional meaning, at least with respect to just conduct and fairness, both leading definitions. More than a few Americans had seen and heard enough of what currently passes for confirmation hearings to conclude that Amy Barrett, candidate for the Supreme Court, was determined not to allow her questioners in the Senate, and thus the American people collectively, know much of anything about herself, including any thoughts about crucial contemporary issues. More than a few Americans tried to imagine how Amy Barrett, as a judge, would deal with a witness who refused to answer questions. Would she reward that witness with, for example, a lifetime financial settlement? such as Judge Barrett will be rewarded with if she is confirmed as the next Supreme Court justice? Or would she find that witness in contempt and apply punitive measures? In other words, more than a few Americans recognized yet another instance of a public servant believing she was above the law, and hence, in the case of a judicial figure, another blatant example of hypocrisy. And speaking of which, today is the anniversary of Martin Luther in 1512, becoming a doctor of theology, a.k.a. doctor in Biblia. And with the Bible as evidence, Luther would attempt to acquaint the Pope in Rome with the transgressions many Catholics were engaged in when selling and buying indulgences. Five years later, Luther's 95 Theses on just that topic would ignite the Protestant Reformation. Seventy-three years ago this past weekend in Hull's Cove, Mount Desert Island, a different sort of ignition occurred when the smoldering remains of the continuous trash fire Robert Dolliver maintained at his dump set a subterranean vein of peat aglow in the drought conditions of autumn 1947. No rain in Maine for a hundred days had turned everything of the landscape into kindling, and the fire in the subterranean peat vein surfaced slightly to the south of Dolliver's dump, just as the wind was picking up, and soon a full-scale blaze was headed toward Eagle Lake. Next week we'll recount additional specifics of the Bar Harbor Fire of 1947. Today in Berlin, Germany in 1937, Peter Max was born to Peter and Selah Max, who shortly after his birth fled Germany for Shanghai, China, where Father Max became an importer-exporter. Soon the family was also off to Tibet, Africa, Israel, and France before settling in Brooklyn, New York. Understandably, Mother Max's steamer trunk became young Peter's earliest canvas, festooned with impressions sprung from his travels. Today is also the birthday of Peter Tosh, in 1944, of John Lithgow in 1945, of Lynn Dickey in 1949, of Floyd Mayweather in 1953, of Evander Holyfield in 1962, and of Amy Carter in 1967. For Moral Domain, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Here's to the fifth official week of autumn 2020.